with the sing praises, sing praises to for he is the king of kings. Sing praises, for he is the king of kings. Everybody sing praises to our king, for he is the king of kings. Sing praises to our king, for he is the king of kings. Now let's give him glory. Give him glory, for he's the king of kings. Give him glory, for he's the king of kings. One more time. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King, for He is the King of Kings. Sing praises to our King, for He's the King of Kings. Sing praises to our King, for He is the King of Kings. Sing praises to our King, for He. Let's give Him glory. Give Him glory, for He's the King of Kings. Give Him glory. first verse of the third chapter of Malachi says, look, I'm sending my messenger on ahead to clear the way for me. Suddenly, out of the blue, the leader you've been looking for will enter his temple. Yes, the messenger of the covenant, the one you've been waiting for. Look, He's on his way. A message from the mouth of God of the angel armies. We want to talk for a few minutes this morning from the subject Advent and Preparation. Advent and Preparation. 
The second week of Advent focuses on two things, prophecy and preparation. It reminds us that for Advent to be the spiritual experience it is intended to be, we must make preparation. And preparation begins with making a personal commitment to God's Messiah. This is the word that God gives to us through his prophet Malachi. It was a tough time in Judah's history. 136 years earlier, Judah had fallen to the Babylonian Empire. Jerusalem and the temple within Jerusalem were destroyed. Thousands were forced into exile, forced to serve the Babylonians and later to serve the Medes and the Persians. After a time, God spoke to King Cyrus of Persia through a dream, and Cyrus permitted a number of Jews to return to Jerusalem and begin rebuilding the city under the administration of a man named Zerubbabel. And at the prophetic urging of Haggai and Zechariah, the temple was rebuilt in 516 BC. Then, after another 58 years, God again spoke to the king of Persia, this time in the form of Artax Xerxes. And Ezra was sent to Jerusalem to help reestablish the nation. The king encouraged Ezra to reinstitute the temple worship and to ensure that the Mosaic covenant was obeyed. Thirteen years after that, Artaxerxes commissioned Nehemiah to oversee the rebuilding of Jerusalem's wall. Now, my brothers and sisters, just let me say in passing that this brief recount of the history of Judah's exile and return from exile reminds us that there is nothing that has gone so wrong in your life that God can't make it right again. I know that most of us aren't interested in the history of these texts, but there's something relevant for us in this understanding because it tells us that if we can just hold on for a little while, God will bring us through. We said earlier today in the 8 o'clock worship, the promise of Scripture is not that God will always chide, but the promise is that he will also not keep his anger forever. And what that means is judgment will come, but after judgment, there is restoration. After the period of chastisement, God is a God who restores. And that, for me, is good news. 
because it tells me that when my night of weeping has passed, God will cause joy to come in the morning. It was under these circumstances that God sent Malachi to be his messenger. Despite how God had blessed his people in their restoration, all was still not well with Judah. People were so consumed with their own personal ambitions that they had neglected God and his people. Clergy had become lax. They were offering inferior sacrifices. Some of them were selling their blessings to the highest bidder. The people were withholding the tithe, which made them guilty of robbing God. Though they claimed to be awaiting the coming of Messiah, Judah had fallen into a state of apathy. For many of them, the coming of Messiah was not something that they were truly looking for. And the tone of their worship had gone from one of sincere devotion to one of habit and meaningless ritual. My brothers and sisters, let me tell you, it's bad when worship no longer holds meaning for us. It's bad when worship is seen more as a chore than as a privilege. Do you know who it is we worship? Do you know that the one who woke you up this morning and started you on your way is worthy of your worship? Do you know that the one who keeps health in your body and sanity in your minds is worthy of your worship in this season of advent we need to have a right understanding of our relationship with the lord down through the years these people had heard much talk about the coming of messiah initially they were excited and and they were waiting with bated breath for Messiah to come. But over the years, excitement had turned to apathy. And they began to take their eyes off of God. They began to say in their hearts, God is not coming. And even if he does come, it won't make a difference. My brothers and sisters, as we approach Advent. Somebody here today may be going through such a tough time that you are saying in your heart, God is not interested in me. God doesn't care about the mess that I am in. But if that is your attitude, let me help you this morning. I may not have the answer to everything. But there are some things I do know. I know that no matter how dark the way may get, there is a bright side somewhere. 
I know that even when evil is present on every hand, God will make a way somehow. I know that he hears my every cry and that he pities my every groan. I know that he sees what I cannot see. I know that he feels my every care. I know that he shares my every burden. And I know that even though he may not come when I want him, he's always on time. And I know that when he shows up, everything is going to be all right. In the midst of this dour situation, God tells Malachi, go speak to your people. I want you to bring meaning and purpose back to the worship experience. I want you to tell the clergy to stop offering inferior sacrifices. I want you to tell them to stop selling their blessings. I want you to tell the people to stop robbing me, but bring all the tithe to my house. I want you to tell them that whatever is done for me ought to be the best that you can do. Church, what God said to the people through Malachi, He's also saying to us today, God has an expectation of our best. And it's a disgrace that we would give our best to everything else and then give to God what is left over. God deserves the best of your time and of your talent and of your energy. And let me tell you this, you'll discover something. When you do your best toward God, he will bless you. I don't know about you, but I've tried the Lord. And I know that he's up to the challenge. I've learned that the more I give of myself to God, the more he blesses me. I'm trying to tell you something today. Somebody here is trying to do what he can by himself. And because you're trying to do it without the Lord, you're feeling very, very troubled in your spirit. You're frustrated and you're disappointed and you don't know what else to do. Well, the word from Malachi is put God first. And when you put him first, he'll make everything else fall into place. God spoke to Malachi and told him what to say to the people. And after Malachi delivered this word, he turned back to God and he said, is there anything else that you want me to tell them? And I'm glad God did have something else to say. 
And that's about preparing for Advent. God said, tell them this. Tell them I'm coming soon. Suddenly, out of the blue, the leader you have been looking for will enter his temple. Church, that's the message of preparation today. The message of Advent is God is coming soon. I don't care what else you have, and I don't care who else you know, and I don't care what your station in life is. If you don't know God's Messiah, then you're missing out on the greatest thing that God has ever done for mankind. You ought to know by now that you can't help yourself. You ought to be tired of bumping your head into walls, trying to do things your way. But if you learn how to lean on the Lord, if you learn how to wait on the Lord, then God has promised that he will send his Messiah. Now for the people to whom Malachi spoke, this was the promise of a future event. But for you and me today, this is a cause for celebration because we don't have to wait for God to send it because he's already come. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God kept his promise and that he sent his Messiah in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus makes all the difference in the world. When I am weak, Jesus makes me strong. When I am down, Jesus picks me up. When I don't know what to do, Jesus is a guide to my feet and a light to my pathway. Jesus encourages me to hold on in the midst of my storm because he's able to calm every storm. He speaks and winds have to obey his voice. He speaks and waves must behave themselves. He speaks and enemies have to leave me alone. He speaks and doors that men closed in my face open up again. He speaks and darkness is turned into light. He speaks and sorrow becomes joy. He speaks and confusion becomes peace. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God has kept his promise and that he prepared a way through the gift of his Messiah. 
And the thing that I'm most happy for is not what happened in Bethlehem, but what happened on Calvary. See, the great joy of Jesus' coming was that he took my sin away. He didn't take it away when he was born in a manger. He didn't take it away when he turned water into wine. He didn't take it away when he fed thousands with two fish and five loaves of bread. But early on a Friday morning, he took my sin away. Early on a Friday morning, he let them put nails in his hands and in his feet. Early on a Friday morning, they hung him high and they stretched him wide early on a Friday morning. They spit in his face and gambled at his feet early on a Friday morning. He hung between two thieves and for six long hours he dealt with my sin problem. Around three o'clock in the evening, he hung his head in the locks of his shoulders. He said, it's finished, and into your hands I commit my spirit. They took him down on Friday, but that wasn't the end of the story. You see, my sin still had to be dealt with. Uh, Friday, there was atonement. But early, 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 on a Sunday morning, there was salvation. Early, on Sunday morning, God's gift uh, got up out the grave early Sunday morning. He shook the sleep of death from his eyes early Sunday morning. He stepped out of the tomb and I heard him say, all power, all power, And I'm glad he's got the power. I'm glad he's got the glory. I'm glad he made a way. He's able, 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 able. Yeah! 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 I get happy when I think about Jesus because I know who I am. I know what I am. I know that I'm a wretch undone. I, I'm not fit to live. I'm not worthy to die. But he looked beyond my fault. He met 
my need. And so I say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behold. I will send my messenger out of the blue, meaning when you least expect it, that's when he's going to show up. You think that you done. Folk think that you done. Folk think that they already got you wrapped up and beat up. But out of the blue, Jesus will show up. And when he shows up, he shows up. He makes rough places plain. He makes crooked places straight. He opens doors that men close against you. He keeps money in your pocket. He keeps health in your body. He keeps sanity in your mind. He makes your enemies behave. He's able, able, able. And when he comes back, see, the, the, the promise is not just that he came. The promise is that he's coming back. He's coming back. Just a little while longer, and he's coming back. And let me tell you something. When he comes back, wicked will cease from trouble. When he comes back, the weary will be at rest. When, when he comes back, no more heartache. When he comes back, no more pain. When he comes back, no more sickness. When he comes back, no more trouble. When he comes back, everything will be all right. So just wait a little while. Hold on. Help is on the way. Choir is going to sing a hymn. See? 